Are you ready to start living richer? Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Live Richer podcast, hosted by Jamie Catmull, a podcast created for people to challenge and manage their ideas of wealth, culture, and money across the world, bringing you the best personal finance advice to make more, save more, and live richer. Now, here's your host, Jamie Catmull. Hi, everyone, and thanks for joining the Live Richer podcast. Have you ever wondered how a person gets a million or a billion views on YouTube, Instagram, or TikTok? Or just wonder what it would feel like to have that many views? Our guest today, Simji, has done just that. She's a short form content creator that has created viral videos of her creating rugs that are intricate and beautiful. If you haven't seen them yet, you need to go look at them on TikTok or YouTube. They're amazing. She's amazing. And I'm so excited to have her here today. She's a worldwide phenomenon and is one of the top short form creators worldwide. Here we are with Simji. Simji, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you. I have to just ask you like right out of the gate. How did you start making Tufton style rugs and take them on to YouTube and TikTok. Yeah, I was just scrolling through Instagram in the middle of the pandemic, like I'm sure a lot of people were doing at the time. And I just randomly came across this page. They were selling custom rugs. And I thought it was the coolest thing ever because I had never thought about rugs that way before and how rugs were made even. She was creating like cartoon character rugs and rugs with sayings on them. And I thought it was so cool. I wanted to try it right away. I showed this to my manager and we saw that most of the videos out there were tutorials or selling rugs and supplies. And we saw a gap to be filled of entertainment-based content. And we knew that I had to do this right away. <laughs> so you were like, I got to do this. There's this opening in the space. Tufton Rugs is trending right now. No one's making it entertaining. So I got to jump on board. Is that what happened? Yeah. And it's not that the videos weren't entertaining. The process itself is entertaining. It's intriguing. So it was entertaining, but their goal wasn't entertainment, if that makes sense. The goal was to sell. So at the moment you were thinking about selling these pieces, is that where you went? Or was it still just to sell the idea of the Tufton style rugs and a form of entertainment? Hmm. That's a good question. It feels like so long ago. <laughs> um, but when I first started, I think there w was an idea to sell some rugs, but that definitely wasn't the main goal at all. Right off the bat, it was to create entertainment-based content and make that the goal. And you've received <laughs> tons and tons of followers by creating very, very entertaining content. You know, and you've brought up the emotional aspect of it with your videos if you're trying to monetize them. And you made one, it was your dog that passed away. Am I correct? Yeah, my first dog. And yeah, so what made you decide to do that? And how did that go? Um, it, it just felt obvious to me to make like a memorial rug. And I had done a few like pet portrait rugs before, not of, not of my pets, but of my audiences. And I saw that it was not only meaningful to the person, but also to everyone watching because everyone has lost someone. It was like this really communal thing where everyone was like sharing their own experiences. And I thought that was beautiful. And I wanted to tell people a little bit more about myself and about Shadow. <laughs> 
I think it's good to be vulnerable. If you can tie something in that maybe makes you seem vulnerable to your audience, that you can really get those views and those things to start growing by doing that. Yeah, I mean, we're all human after all. I, I don't think I was really thinking about like the views, get the views when I was making Shadow. <laughs> but um, it turned out that way because people care. You know, everybody kind of wants to know, like, did these people, are they like social media experts? Do they like, are they having other influencers share their stuff or they got an inside when it comes to that? I mean, how did you, your first video you created, did it instantly go viral or was it something that happened over time? When I uploaded my first rug, which was the YouTube subscribe button rug, I woke up Mm -hmm. the next morning and saw that it had 20,000 views. And for me at the time, that was like, so amazing I was like oh my gosh like it (laughs) it went viral what was it of it was just making a YouTube subscribe button rug I mean it's really ugly looking at it now but (laughs) but it got 20,000 views right off the bat I can't even believe that well I would be like dancing if mine got that many that was just like what I woke up to and later later in the day maybe like it went up to 100 or 200,000 I really don't remember, but um, it did really well right off the bat. So what is another tip you maybe give somebody who's just starting out and wanting to create their own YouTube channel or start doing things on TikTok? Do you have any advice to them? Yeah. Well, before starting, before anything, I know it sounds cheesy, but I always say to be yourself because you don't want to find yourself with a large audience and realizing that you have a mask on and you feel like you can't take it off because maybe you'll lose your following or they won't be interested and you can't change to what you actually want to do. And that's really sad. So first of all, be yourself and be consistent. You don't want to upload like five videos a day for a whole month and then the next month upload once or twice a month like so like what would you say like one a week one a day for me personally I didn't really have any specific goal with how many videos I should upload a week when I first started but after I saw my subscribe the ugly subscribe button um, get a lot of views I knew that I had to make one rug a day and I put a goal to it because I didn't know how long I could go for at the time. So I said one rug a day until I hit a million followers on TikTok. And I wrote that also in my bio because everyone wants to be a part of something. And when it's a collective goal, the viewers want to join in as well and follow along. So you've reached a million. So then what did you do after you did that? What was your next goal? I just continued. I mean, I couldn't see myself not uploading at least one video a day. But sometime there, the goal switched from making one rug a day to uploading one video a day. I'm still making rugs every day, but not all my uploads are about rugs. I know a lot of my audience, (laughs) they're interested in the glue. Like they don't know what that is. There's a lot of jokes in there, but yeah, everyone's interested in the glue. So I made several videos about the glue. All the videos have something to do with tufting, but it might not always be the making process. So that's where it's actually um, moved into more now is you listening to your audience, answering their questions by creating content to do that. So you really do engage with your audience a lot, it sounds like. And that's one of the key things people should be doing if they're trying to go and make money off doing this type of stuff is to really engage with them, listen to them, answer their questions. Totally. And I, I, I mean, have something. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just saying like how you did The Rock. I was saying you made The Rock one that's so huge right now. The Rock. And it has like 47 million views as you've made a rock. For Someone said, hey, can you make one of The Rock? But you can tell the story better than me. Yeah. <laughs> what actually happened. So 
I saw a comment, can you make a rug of the rock? And I thought it was hilarious and so ridiculous because I read it as, can you make a rock? So I was like, yeah, I can make a rock. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I had never seen this before, but I just got creative and I was like, well, I could put glue on the other side and it become rock hard. So <laughs> I did just that. And right when I was about to upload, I reread the comment and I saw that it, it said the rock. And yeah, it ended up getting so many views. And um, it started a whole rock family series where they would ask for Dwayne the Boulder Johnson or Dwayne the Pebble Johnson, Grain of Sand Johnson. <laughs> I love laughing with my audience. It's so fun. And I also did make The Rock. I think you said he didn't do as well. His portrait didn't do as good as The Rock did. Yeah, I don't know it how just... many views that has. Maybe like four, <laughs> four million. I don't know, but it's so funny. The Rock, The Rock. A, sorry, A-Rock has 47 million and The-Rock has four. And that also shows you that <laughs> it's not about making the biggest, fanciest rugs. It's just about engaging with the audience. And a simple thing that you, no one would have thought would take off, like took off because you were listening to what they wanted and exactly. what they said. Exactly. Listening to your audience is so important because, I mean, they're the ones who are watching your videos after all. And they're telling you what they want to see. It's right there, the answers. And my audience is so creative. So when I look at the comments, it's really like never ending content ideas. Did that start out right out the gate? Or is that like when you hear you're at 20,000, right? You got lucky. Some people would say it was the right timing. Did people right out of the gate say, hey, can you make this for me? Or did that take some time? I think it was right away. I also encouraged them to do that by asking like, what should I make next? <laughs> you would say that at the end of the video, right? Yes, yes. And in the beginning, I remember I was doing like Lilo and Stitch and people loved Stitch. So I did like a whole series on that and it should be like, what should be what should be added next? Or even, even without my asking, everyone would be like, oh, do this next, do her doll. Like, I think it's just natural. It comes naturally for people to ask to make this next because they, they want to see it, especially if it relates to what's being shown in the video. And what another question I would like to ask is now that you've, you're making money from doing this and you're actually having a really lot of fun doing it, has there been any um, hard things as far as like financially figuring out how to manage your money and paying taxes or any of those things? Or I'm guessing YouTube doesn't give you any advice <laughs> on that. So, <laughs> so you're kind of left on your own. So what did you do when that happened? Uh, or when, since you started doing that? Yeah, YouTube definitely doesn't give any advice on taxes, but people on YouTube do. So whenever I have questions, I just look up on YouTube and watch videos about it. YouTube is amazing with information and there's tons of creators out there. There's a, there's a video for everything. You said that's how you learned how to even do the rugs was through YouTube, right? Yeah, yeah. I never, I never, I was never taught. I never went to like, I don't know, like a rug tufting school. So you got a lot of your financial advice or has your family members or anyone helped you out with giving you any good advice? Family members? Not really, but my manager, yes. And really a lot of YouTube. <laughs> You're going back to YouTube. So YouTube <laughs> has been your number one. Would you say um, that a lot of people nowadays, like would say millennials and Gen Z's use YouTube to answer a lot of questions when it comes to their finances? 
I honestly think so. I mean, those videos have a, a lot of views. And it also helps, like, instead of, like, reading something, to have someone explain it to you, that would help me a lot more than just reading it on Google. Okay, and then I got a couple more questions for you. If you were going to give any advice, I know you gave some already, but what would be your best advice that you would give someone who's wanting to make videos and monetize social media? I would work on growing your audience because even separately, like separate from views, having a strong audience will even give you the ability to monetize, whether that's like merch or, you know, anything else, any product that you want to sell. But for me, I don't really focus on the money at all. When I think about SimG, I don't I don't think about money at all. I know that it's going to be a part of it because I need money to fund the things that I want to create. But I think audience first, good content first. And I think that has translated to money because when I'm focused 100% on creating the best content and my mind is not thinking, oh my gosh, but I don't have money. Oh my gosh, I need I need money to do this. I want to be able to buy this and that. That's like wasting my energy when I could be spending it on making better content, which will bring the money. That makes perfect sense. So the last question I want to ask you, I ask all my guests is what does live richer mean to you? When you heard that word live richer, what comes to mind? For me, living richer means being happier and being more fulfilled. Same with success. A lot of people, most people, I think, think success and think money. But I think that we should change that to think happiness and fulfillment and money will follow. I know it sounds really cheesy, but when I was a kid, I would hear, do what you love and the money will follow. When you love doing something, you're going to try your best to become the best at it. And just really focusing on creating a brand and making money becomes inevitable at that point. I think that I think that's beautiful. And I think everyone that listens to that is going to agree with what you said. I am so happy that you were able to come here today. I know that you're super busy and I appreciate it. And I'm excited to see your next creation online and what you're going to be creating because I know it's going to be amazing. So thank you again for coming on the show, Simji. I really appreciate it. And may all my guests remember to live richer. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Before you go, we'd love for you to subscribe to our show to catch all of our updates. Also, we want to hear from you. What are your burning questions about money and how to live your best life? Reach us at liverecherpod at gobankingrates.com. Here's today's Live Richer Finance Tip from Personal Capital. Hi, I'm Paul Deere, Vice President of Advisory Service at Personal Capital, and today we're focused on some key steps on growing your net worth. A good first step to building your net worth is knowing where you stand financially. It's hard to improve what you can't measure. There are some great free tools out there, like Personal Capital, that can help you calculate and track your net worth. Secondly, paying down bad debt is an important next step in growing your net worth. Here's the basic principle. If you can't achieve a better investment return than the interest rate of your debt, you should pay it off. Credit cards have interest rates in the 20 to 30% range annually. Good luck finding an investment that will consistently return 20 to 30% a year. A third thing you can do is set up an automatic savings program. Set it, forget it, and don't have that cash burning a hole in your pocket. Fourth, and our last important step to growing your net worth, don't keep too much excess cash on hand. We usually recommend having three to six months worth of expenses in cash as an emergency fund, but holding too much can really compromise your ability to build net worth over time.